Hello guys, welcome to the second episode of Sitting on the Fence. Uh, you joined us in the car today. We've not got the normal office space that we have uh, had the last time round. Um, what did you make of Saturday then? We'll just go straight into it. Friday and Saturday, what are your thoughts? Saturday, some, some different results to what we were expecting, I think. You know, Bambridge, I mean, I think the ground come up far better than expected at Kempton. And uh, Bambridge took his advantage. Same as uh, Grey Donnan at Warwick, I think. Did you find um, Pick Dory was disappointing? Was there any excuses that could be made for his performance? Obviously, saw a lot of money before the race. Uh, backed into 11-4, start of the race. Uh, it was quite an even contest in the betting, I think. But... Well, the betting from the night before, there was going at one point, Bambridge was, uh, on Thursday, Bambridge was quite a heavy favourite. And then it looked like the ground was going to be not so great. So then... Edward Stone took favouritism, then it was Edward Stone and Pick Dari joint favourites, and in the end, I think Bambridge was three to one. But you know, I, I said when I was watching the racing, the ground looks a lot better than, uh, than it was meant to do. I've seen worse ground on the flat meet at Donny. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. for me, I think obviously you was very disappointing from Edward Stone. I was, I, I wanted to have a look closer keen. look at that. I was, but you're very keen, and I think the step down in trip will help. Uh, Edward Stone a little bit, maybe not a drop in grade, but definitely a drop down in trim. No, I think I think with that they they'll probably stick to the two and a half because they'll look at the the horses in the two mile division now. I mean El Fabiolo and John Von. I mean there's not a Nergum in there anymore, but not this year now. But it's still it's still a tough ask, isn't it? Still a tough ask. I think just, that's just my personal opinion, anyways. Um, obviously uh, we do differ on sort of things, but this is what the podcast's all about, really. Uh, so well. As we mentioned on Thursday, it must have been Thursday now, very late Thursday, um, we'll go into the tips. So we'll start with Kempton, uh, one of the races which we have already mentioned, but we'll go on to the 130 with Chanty Classico. Now, what are your thoughts? Again, we tipped Cobden, um, normally a very handy jockey, uh, but I don't think he had the best of days yesterday. I think mm. there's a lot of improvement to be done. Oh, yeah, yeah, he had the first winner, didn't he? So He had the first winner, uh, was it Calfter Burley? Um, very, very comfortable. It looked very comfortable. Seemed the road road itself, I guess. But um, but yeah, the one thirty. We talk- we're going to be talking about this later on. But second to phlegmatic one of Dan Skelton's. I mean, he had some day yesterday, didn't he? But yeah, two lengths behind. Um, well, I just think could have done a bit with that. He's got cast form, hasn't he? He's no problem with the ground. I don't know what Dan Skelton was doing yesterday, but it's a bit of a turn up to what he's been doing recently, have not it? Isn't it? So. I don't know what he had for breakfast, but it, it, I don't tell you what I want to. Uh, I want to be ringing him up and seeing what he has. I want the man to that accurate three and a half thousand or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, three and a half thousand to one. I mean, we'll get onto some of his winners later on, um, but I think it was quite disappointing. Very faced very widely. I think uh, Chianti Classico. Uh, maybe if he had the rail, would have been a different race. But I mean, that's just hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Uh, we've already got on to Pick Dory uh, again. Little, no, again, another quite disappointing ride. But we'll go on to the, we focused a lot of time on this one, uh, the Lanzarote. Um, I mean, very, very wide open race, as, as we saw. Um, but the winner went to Dan Skelton again, JJ Riley, 33 to 1. I think we tipped uh, Mott Hill, who came 8th under Joe Anderson. I mean, your thoughts on this one? It was quite an open race, I think. <laughs> it's just, just Dan Skelton, I've seen the owner after it, so he never, he never thought it would lose. I know, yeah, <laughs> so, I remember seeing that. Yeah, um, TV. Lion, like at one point he might get there. But I think you mentioned in the pod, Namian Lion as well. I yeah, I think it all like going to run well. 
mean, the one that I tip were useless. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, might as well not, not have been there. I mean, the Quinta de Mar one we uh, tipped was a bit of a dud, to be honest. Okay, it came 16th, came second last out of the uh, the actual finishing horses. That didn't pull up or fell. Mark Gold fell. Um, I'm glad that uh, horse is all right. Um, but, yeah, Quinta de Mar, it looked all right, to be fair. It looked all right travelling up. Uh, in touch of the lead. You want, you've got to wonder how close Wonderwall would have been, haven't you, if it wasn't brought down? Yeah, hampered, very badly hampered. Um, I think it would have got quite close to the running, uh, but uh, it's just one place, one time, really, for, for that one. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about Dan Skelton later on. Uh, two of the other tips that I uh, that tipped out on the Twitter account, you can uh, follow that at Jono Racing. Um, at Weatherby, so cornerstone lad I tipped, uh, massive, massive fan of um, Mickey Hammond, I think he does a very, very good job, uh, been to his stables before, um, all of his horses seem to just, uh, just produce, but again, I mean there's a bit of a theme coming on here, Dan, Dan Skelton getting the winner, 15 to 8 favourite with Mount Tempest, I mean, made all of the running, I mean, that's, it's... What he, what he does best, really. I don't know. But again, I don't know what he's had for breakfast recently, but we, yeah, we eight, seem to pile in. Eight lengths in the end, though, isn't it? I mean, every right to do is about 15 to 8. But, yeah. I mean, we should probably talk about that Trelawn. Yeah, <laughs> first race of Weatherby. kind of feel like that would have won if... I mean, going around the bend, he just didn't want to, didn't want to do it. One of the uh, six fell on straight horse, yeah. didn't it? On the flat. <laughs> Put it on the flat, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think David Bass was a... Great ride. It was, yeah. was a great ride, but I felt like he was a passenger throughout because... Very similar to Tom Cannon, I think. In, in You've got, got to have been winning, then it were. Yeah, yeah the I mean, it was a brilliant, brilliant ride, even though he didn't quite get, reap the rewards of it, but he's, he must have been knackered after that. <laughs> <laughs> he must have been knackered after that. Um, but he's yeah, top jockey, I think, David Bass. I think, he's just, rated, uh, quite, I think he should be rated higher than he is. Yeah, just touch on the rare edition, massive drift for today. I mean, it odds on out to 11 to 8. I mean, I mentioned it in the last pod. I backed it for Supreme last year. It's got loads of ability, but it ain't quite showing it. And then went and won at 11 to 8 and won well. I mean, Harry Cobden, two and a half lengths, you know. D- despite some of the poor rides that he had yesterday, he also come up with some winners. But that's what the top jockeys do. If they ever, ever have a bad ride, they're normally going to bail it out with a winner or two later on in the day. Um, we'll go on to Weatherby, the 325 at Weatherby. I, I tipped Tom Cody. Um, not, I think he's a step up in trip as well. Uh, very much, uh, he's up in the up in the mark. It's gonna, always going to be tough. Uh, he came fourth in that one, 13 lengths behind the leader. I mean, he's in some hot form this season. Yeah, just a clamp the weights, isn't he? I mean, they all, they all reach a level, don't they? Yeah, they all reach a level. Sometimes they do progress. I mean, I think he needs another run at that, but I, I think he'll get knocked down for that, uh, especially being 13 lengths behind the leader. I mean, Rebecca Menzies does very, very, very nice things with that horse. Uh, runs round Weatherby. He knows the track very well. Um, thought it would have been a step up in... I had a bad feeling that it would be a step up in the mark, um, and it definitely did show. Yeah, it's rated 107. It's a, it's a fair rating, isn't it? I mean, mm. uh, well, you can't see it progressing too, too far in front of that, but still a nice horse. All the, all the, all the, mess for, all the rest for a handicap. Yeah, albeit class class three, class two grades. but Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see, definitely see that horse back again. If it obviously tumbles down the way, it's hopefully it will come. I mean, it's a very consistent horse. You can't can't knock it. I mean, fourth, uh, step, up, step up in the marks. I mean, you can't complain really, but obviously it would have been nice to get got a win in that one. Uh, so we'll move on to Warwick then. Uh, so I tipped Middleina Girl at three to one. Pretty much stayed the same price. I think um, everyone in the dog fancied that, didn't they? In the end? Everyone in the dog, yeah. They come up, um, come up just short. Oh, I say just short, about thirty nine lengths too short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, it was 
it didn't really make any sort of headway um, throughout the whole race, just kind of stuck behind the midfield, just more towards the rear field, to be honest. Uh, so the winner of that went to my silver lining. And have you, if anyone that's watched that race, you see the celebration. <laughs> you can't beat yeah. I mean, I was absolutely... I was yeah, she's she's mother-in-law's, isn't it? I mean, it's what yeah. it's all about. Yeah, exactly. We'd just love to see the passion. I mean... James Best, he's he's not one of the top top jockeys, but he got his opportunity. I mean, coming over the last, you thought Dan Skelton was going to do it again, didn't you? <laughs> again, yeah. I mean, I said to uh, I said to Conor, I might just put my house on Gallia de la Tour. Obviously, thank God I didn't, because it would come second. It was only what half, quarter, three quarters of a furlong off. But um, <sighs> I mean, it's a lovely looking horse at my silver lining. Very very nice grey. Yeah, uh, um, you still think that City Chief is going to have a day, isn't it? It's twenty two and a half lengths behind in sixth, but. Well, I mean, a million ago, that's come wide, didn't it, to make any progress, and then it just wastes all its energy, I think. Yeah. You know, Gavin Cromwell, when he comes over here, is usually, usually the man, isn't he? Well, going on to that City Chief, I mean, if you ever look at a horse with uh, Mrs Donnelly's colours, you've got you got to prick your ears up a little bit and see, could that do something? Because it always, uh, well, that, that owner always has a winner up her sleeve. They're playing oh, nice horses. Yeah, Uncle Phil, I mean, at Punchestown, I think at Punchestown, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, Punchestown. That, that no, fairy house was it yesterday. Yeah. Fairy house, that yeah. So, but, we've got to touch on this one. I mean, we did get a winner on the tips. Nine to one, Sam Brown each way. I mean, just looked comfortable, didn't it? Looked very yeah, he's, the old man himself. He's a likely race, so he's, he's not had loads and loads of racing for his age. I mean, he's only been out 22 times. For a twelve-year-old, I mean, it's not, it's not half bad, is it? No, it's you know, he's, 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 he's twelve. Yeah, he's twelve. 12 but he, he's been in these these contests seem to seem to suit him. The veteran chases. I mean, they've got a good calendar now as well for him. So you know, with him, he's going to keep going until he don't want to. He's not showing anyone he wants to stop, is he? No, exactly. I think. Uh, I mean, I heard. Um... Oh, I can't remember his name now. The uh, Mick Fitzgerald during the race, he was like, "This doesn't look like a twelve-year-old veteran race at all. It looks like a seven-year-old handicap." The massive gamble. I want the Nesta yeah, Park as well. It was a very, very uh, quick pace for I think all the uh, all the races. To be fair, but yeah, like you said, there Nesta Park saw a lot of money coming in. Uh, I think it started the day off at twenty to one, then went to four to one to start the race. Um, it looked very, very disappointing for the gamble. Um, I think it was first time headgear as well. Um, I think it was the first time headgear for Sam Brown as well. Uh, but Anthony Honeyball's having an unbelievable season down in Dorset. I mean... Yeah, for his level, he, for his level, he's doing well, isn't he? I mean, you've got to get what you can get. He had that big winner when the horse I backed to 300 through five on it. Was it the Badger Beer Chase? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I sat on a bet for like two and a half grand and 300 through five. I thought, come on, last thought, fucking hell, Nichols, come on. You're <laughs> 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 confident. Oh, but no, it won't, it won't to be. No, that's... <laughs> it's just... Yeah, Honeyball, God, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. That's the that's the tipping all done well, for this week. We talk about um, the fair, it was fairy house yesterday. I mean, a few nice horses. I mean, that mint boy looks looks quite nice horse. Hunter's yarn. Yeah, that looks yeah, really, yeah, isn't it? Due to, due to win, but it's still a nice horse. Yeah. I mean, then there's uh, Sunday's racing. Blood Destiny got beat. Yeah. Oh, we did. He got you know, beat. We, yeah. we were talking about that for maybe the Arkle. Mm, I don't mean that knock its prize down 100%. Um, well, I just wanted to touch on one thing. The 157 at Fairy House, I looked at an horse called Lucid Dreams. Uh, put it on each way, uh, so I got I got my money back. Uh, it comes second. Uh, three, three and three quarter lengths behind, obviously, Paul Town, then the winner. Uh, but a big, big fancy in the in that race was, let's be clear about it, Gavin Cromwell, Keith Donoghue at the uh, 
on the stirrups. Yeah. Um, I mean, just want to get your thoughts on that one. I mean, you looked at backing that. Yeah, one I did back it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I had it in a, a three-fold hacker, but uh, again, it's the one I think everyone everyone could see exactly why they thought they were winning. That's why it ended up going from two to one to five to four. It's, yeah, again, it's relatively like like the race for a for a nine-year-old. He did it well, um, not that long ago at Cork. Yeah, seemed to take its fences amazingly well then, and then you know powered through after this. After look, I was tiring out, and it just powered on through at Cork, and everyone got a bit excited about that. And then you know two thirds since, so there's probably probably still a place for it. Yeah, I mean, I mean Saint Row in that race, or Saint Wa. I don't know how you pronounce that. Yeah. I remember backing that one at Cheltenham. Uh, got that each way money in as well. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't, didn't quite fancy it that day. I mean, quite, it was drifting anyways. 2020 started off, I didn't really tickle my fancy. When, no. you, see, when you see we um, horses drift like that, it does really put you off because someone must know something if if they're not being backed or if they're being backed. But then again, they can some of the gambles can land uh, can land, um, and some can't. Some yeah. horses you, you see drift out to 12 to 1 and they, they win. Long lucid dreams. I mean, I had a, had a fairly bad injury and they persevered with it. I mean, it only started racing 17th of March, so mm. not even a year ago, and they raced it all summer long, and it's picked up some, you know, not big prizes, but when you've got a horse that will go on the ground in the summer, yep. you know, why not? And the the owners can't be disappointed. I mean, it's, it's come second, you know. And you look down the farm, you know, first, second, third, all through summer. Yeah. So I really did fancy that one yesterday, but you win some, you lose some, and I mean, I had quite a few seconds yesterday. But, I mean... Just seems to normally be the case, but we'll be uh, we'll be tipping some for Friday and Saturday, especially for Friday because we've got the uh, the market raisin meat, uh, some nice class one, nice class. Yeah, we're still listed racing there. We had Queen's Gamble uh, come second last year to the uh, Dice Art Enos. I mean, everyone seems to fancy it for the mares, don't they? It's, it's mm. another step up again, but could you really write her off? Not, no, not really. No, no. I don't think you can at all. Uh, so. I mean, we're going to see some nice horses in that race and hopefully ones for the future as well. I mean, like like I said just, uh, that time, uh, Queen's Gamble and Dysar Enos. Um, so we're just looking um, on to, I mean, Monday. Well, let's talk, about, let's talk about Sunday's uh, Mystical oh, Power. Oh, Mystical Power, right. It was a nice seven-length win, wasn't it? You cannot get a better horse at the minute than that in terms of if you look at it on paper. So you've got the best trainer in the world, Willie Mullins, training him. You've got, I think, Paul Town. Was Paul Townend, I think. Yeah, Matt Walsh, because he's JPs, isn't it? So. He's a very, very handy jockey. But you look at the owners. I mean, McManus has got something in it. You've got Magnier in it. I mean... Rich Rich, Rich has got a bit. Rich Rich has got a bit. <laughs> They're all involved there. It's Galileo as well. Annie Power. We all know about Annie Power. Look at what she did. <laughs> I mean, bred beautifully. You're going to be looking at that. And it's already overtaken Jericho de Repone in the, uh, in the Supreme. You can see why, though, can't you? I mean, it's a weak Supreme market. Hey, mm. the one we've talked about it before but you look at the horse I mean you wouldn't want to back one anti-post really would you without no. I mean, anyone I'd back without Fer and Glory but th- this one looks in a different league if it continues on yeah I'll be uh, I think on the day of Chel- the first day of Cheltenham I think I'll be backing that to win by however many lengths to be honest I mean that Jericho de Repine again McManus owned looks very nice tight for me like it's not beaten much I'll be honest but the amount of ability that it has it, will, it all will tell if it can make the step up because the Supreme is a very competitive race. First race of Cheltenham. I mean, you want to set an impression, don't you? Oh, yeah. You can guarantee that managed to be the top owner again, won't you? Yeah, you can, <laughs> yeah, you can imagine that, yeah. I mean, don't even want to see the market for that. Um, just looking forward to Cheltenham now. I don't know about you. 
their account there on Swollen Trillion, isn't it? Can't ticket, answer, yeah. Ticket prices have cost a fortune, don't they? But... Yeah, they've gone up like an absolute rocket, but you expect it at this modern age, don't you? you expect it at this modern age. So you, if you want to go to Cheltenham, you want to get them really, really early uh, just to try and save that little bit of money. Um, but anything else that's pointed out at you at the minute? No, it's, it's again, it's just after the Christmas period, isn't it? The, the racing's not top grade yet. We look forward to Ascot next week, don't we, I think, in, in Haydock, I believe. Ascot, yeah. yeah. Ascot, there's, Haydock. There's, um, yeah, there's a couple of nice races at Ascot next week. Yeah, you've there's got your share class ones in the Ascot. You climb at the Clarence House, so hopefully we get to El Fabiolo again. Oh, and hopefully he goes against John Bond. That'd be very tasty, wouldn't it? A bit of an early, yeah, it's a bit of an early, early treat. Got a very soft, got a big soft spot for that horse. Obviously, I, I think we've both got one. What he did for us at the Oh God, yeah, he's he was excellent, wasn't he? Yeah, um, but I mean, I mean that's pretty much it for the um, the weekend's brief. Obviously, just want to touch on Dan Skelton's winners. Uh, I'll I'll list them off. So the first one he had was Etalon, which was one to six favourite. That was only a two horse race, expected to win. Uh, you've also had Phlegmatic, uh, 72. You had Mount Tempest, 15 to 8 favourite. You had Grey Dawn, 5 to 4 favourite. You had JJ Riley, which was the big outsider at 33 to 1. And then he had the last winner, uh, Weatherby Santos Blue, six winners. And he could have had a seventh if Galia Dilito got over the line. Yeah. Unfortunately, not the magnificent seven. But, I mean, for a trainer the size of Dan Skelton, it's very rare you see him get. I mean, if it was Willie Mullins, he, oh, Gordon Elliott, you think six, seven winners, yeah, like work. But for a, a trainer like Dan Skelton, who, don't, don't get me wrong, has got some nice horses in his yard, it's it's very, very surprising that he actually managed to do it. I mean... They probably touched on the best one of the lot yesterday, Grey Dawning. What did you think to... Uh, yeah, just touching on that, actually. Um, Harry Skelton's ride towards the second last. Did you think yeah, he got squeezed out a little bit? Well, I think... Going over the, the fence, Grey Dawning, Harry Skelton will have fought at Cheltenham when the jump didn't go too great, did it? Just get him into the corner of the fence and, and get him over mm. and uh, do the job for him. You don't want to leave. He's coming over the last, he, he's going to win. So just get him over the fence in any way you can. And he did the job, didn't he? He won 14 lengths. I mean, Affle away, a big, big drifter at the time. I mean, you wouldn't have liked to see her, her and Broadway by the start of length for battling, battling to, uh, to win. To fair, Sam Twiston gave up in the end, didn't he, and give it to Apple Away. Yes. Uh, bit of an experienced ride from Patrick, what do you think, really, on Apple Away? Um, I think he was just quite unlucky, to be honest. I mean, if he'd not got hampered at the second last, um, obviously with the whole, uh, Grey Dawning drifting out a little bit, I think it could have been a lot of a more even race. But, I mean, I don't think Harry's got that much control over Grey Dawning, to be honest. Um over the, yeah, he over, the, over the last, I think yeah. it was, like you said, it was clever to go into the corners as obviously uh, to control the horse a bit more to get it home. But it's, I think it was quite unlucky. I think he would have been quite there. happy at the start of the race when he seen Apple away and Bolo Boy going for the lead. Just sit behind and bide your time on him. Yeah, I think uh, they were trying to rush to get there. And then, like you said, with a circuit to go, Sam Twiston uh, held off the chase a little bit because he kind of felt the horse getting a bit more tired. And it definitely showed towards I mean, the end. Great, tailed off. Great done in two out of four chasing now. He's, Rated one four four, so it'll go up a fair. Go go up a fair few pound water now, and look forward to Cheltenham with him. There's no reason why. Yeah, I think that's definitely a Cheltenham horse in the making. Um, I mean, I don't think it'll run before Cheltenham. I think it'll just. I think it'll be safe for then. We're only, we're literally only two months away now. Um, so the countdown is definitely on for Grey Dawning. Um, so anything. 
anything else that you were uh, no just on just on the same race about what they're going to do with broadway boy i mean i think if they go for a national chase for almost admitting he's not as good as what as what he they think you think he is sort of thing so yeah that'll just be the interesting one he's definitely also plenty of ability he's seen that at cheltenham when he got backed from the books didn't he he's, yeah he got absolutely 100%. smashed in that day and you know still a nice horse but what to do with him i don't know yeah, hundred percent. Um, obviously we've got uh, just moving on a little bit. We've got um, Chepstow coming up on the Tuesday. I've not really seen uh, a bet in that in any of them races. I do like the look of um, Lowry's Bar. I mean, it's a very short price, uh, ninety four. But I think with three wins on the bounce, it should be a win. For yeah, we'll, we'll move the entry for the old run. We're watching it on telly, won't we? Yes, we and were, he got yeah. absolutely. Smashed in it at Wing Canton. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah. You look at the gamble, you just thought, Jesus, but three in a row, rated one, two, six. Could be some more improvement there, definitely. 100%. And I think that might be the horse to look out for midweek. Um, I, tomorrow we've got a meeting at Punchestown. Um, however, we've got, oh, one touch on one thing actually. The last race at Punchestown, we've got Forheen's relative Maureen. Yeah, then, could be anything, that could it? be an interesting one. Uh, it's gone from 4 to 7 to 8 to 13 in the market. Uh, next one is Instant Tendence, which is 11 to 2. It's drifted out quite a bit. Uh, one of Gordon Elliott's. Gordon, sorry, I can't speak today. Uh, Gordon Elliott's. Um, but, I mean, anything can happen in that race. Uh, owned by Clue Sutton. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. I definitely wouldn't want to be back in that 8 to 13. Well, they've all, they've all got experience. Well, I say all the majority of them got experience in the race, haven't they? And mm. she could be anything. If she goes and wins, then you will probably look at a nice horse, aren't you? Because they've all got experience. So yeah, if there's ever a bet on that race, it'd probably be to win by how many lengths. But obviously, with the uncertainty of the horse, may not be up to the standard yet. Maybe may need to be raised well, a little bit more. Well, because the bread well, don't mean they're going to be anything, does it? Exactly. So. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, I mean, not all Frankel Colts always going to be the next best thing, are they? No, I've seen that loads of times. Yeah, 100%, yeah. But, I mean, just looking to Wednesday, uh, we're looking at Newbury. Uh, I mean, there's not really not really a competitive card, I don't think. We've got a couple of class threes in there. Um, but, and then we move on to Thursday, which the well, next podcast will be out. We've got better days ahead. Nice, um, nice horse there. Again, Gordon Elliott, another nice horse. I mean, Gordon Elliott is the second best trainer in Ireland, without a doubt. I mean, if he, if it wasn't for Willie Mullins, that man would have had many, many more group ones. Yeah, he, he's great, and he? he's going to be Irish champion trainer one day. It's just, uh, it's most just like, <laughs> most like it's going to depend if Willie Mullins doesn't have a bad season or not, doesn't it? It's, it's a bit... <laughs> I think, yeah, so like I say, I think we touched this on the, the last podcast. I think he's got the best jockey in the country at his disposal and Jack Kennedy. I think... Don't get me wrong, Paul Townend, very, very handy. Very, very, very good. But I think Jack Kennedy's just different mustard at the minute. Yeah, he's, he's a cracking jockey, isn't he? You'd you definitely want him on your side, wouldn't you, in a race? Yeah, 100%. Um, anything else you need to touch up on? Um, no, we just look forward to, to the better race days coming. I mean, they're, they're coming now. We've got the Winter Millions, haven't we, on the Friday, Friday through the weekend. Yeah. You know, they're all going to be reasonably nice cards. You know, the market raising, like we said, a couple of nice races there for what for what it is. I mean, looking at last year's race, there's probably going to be a couple of nice mares come out of it. I say Queen's Gamble and Dice Enos come out of it last year. Mm. I mean, they've got the betting up for it already. I mean, there's one 
Fergal O'Brien's I read up to us. You had a nice look on the Fergal O'Brien horse last time it was raising, didn't you? Yeah, it won at, it won at 18 to 1. So the puggies robbed me, but that should have been 22, but <laughs> neither here nor there, is it? No one seemed to get away from you. So, yeah, we've got, we've got that. And then, um, again, just look forward to Ascot, Haydock, when we get the uh, entry out tomorrow. So, hopefully, Elf will be over and wants to come over. Well, fingers crossed. It'll be nice to see that horse again before Cheltenham. I mean, a lot of these horses, it's a shame that we don't get to see them very often, uh, because obviously they want to keep them lightly raced, keep the market value up, you know what I mean? Uh, and obviously want to keep their pristine records as they are. I mean, just look at Constitutional, for example. We just wish we'd see that. I mean, as racing fans, we just want to see this horse run because it gets more people into the spot. I think everyone that I've spoken to doesn't know a thing about racing, knows who Constitutional is and what he's all about. Yeah, well... Again, we just we just look forward to more running, don't we? I mean, Nick Jensen not really doing us a favour, is he not running him? But you know, he, he values his unbeaten record more than he does racing, I suppose. But he will run again one day. He will run again, and hopefully, he does lap up in the uh, the champion hurdle. I mean, it's one to three for the bet in there. I mean, not really. Again, not really my type of odds. But I mean, you can't really. It's not even a bad bet, I don't think. Three to one. Well, having a lot on him, it's. I think it's easy money. Would you look to back Bambridge after what he did in the weekend in the Ryanair? Against Constitutional? No, in the Ryanair. Oh, in the Ryanair. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's a shout, isn't it? I mean, ground's I got to come up good. He's just got to say the ground, that is a ground dependent horse. If it's nice, good ground, I would be, I'd be happy to take him at threes. But I mean, you know, Cheltenham, don't you? You you race it for four days and. The ground can get messy whenever, and it can just. Re- I mean, at that point, it can rain whenever. It's it's quite. I mean, in his favour, in his favour, to be fair, Cheltenham does drain well, doesn't it? So it, it'd have to get very yeah, true. wet. True. It'd have to get very wet for him not to be, not to be in the picture. But it's a lot of nice horses. Knowing the British weather, I think it's. It uh, could uh, anything easy could rain. happen, can it? Even though it does drain very well, um, but uh, it's just a countdown to Cheltenham, really. Um, but obviously, the, the good racing is coming thick and fast. We've had a bit of a break for the past two weeks over, obviously over the Christmas period where we've had some really unbelievable mates like the King George. That was a very, I always look forward to the King George every year at Kempton. It's always a very competitive race with, uh, and the people's horse Hewick uh, winning that one from what seemed like he was in the car park going around the bend. Um, but like like I said, the, um, the races will come thick and fast and Dublin Race Festival is almost upon us. Yeah. I almost keep forgetting that. Um, I mean, it's one of our favourite meets of the year. Yeah, there's going to be plenty of nice, nice horses to go there. I mean, you say that they all fill up, don't, don't you? I mean, last last year's card was exceptional, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, we were there to see it first time, weren't we? Hopefully we get to see Jerry Colum again uh, go up in the champs. Uh, fast horse will be nice as well. Mm. You know, yeah, to I mean, see what he's really about. He's big go up in the champ twice now, so if he can do it again, he's got to be in the pitch for the Gold Cup, hasn't he? It's got to be. I think he's thirteen to two for the Gold Cup uh, at the minute. It depends on what bookies you go with. Um, it's all, it's good. I think most horses at the minute seem like a very good bet to have. It's a very again wide open race. Um, Gallop on the shots. The stats don't really go for um, go for him. Obviously, with previous winners barely retaining the Gold Cup. I mean, the last oh, one so was. Be- I think the last one was best mate. A lot of them struggled to get gold uh, group ones, don't they? Grade one, sorry. So. I mean, it, it looks, takes it out looks the way when Galapande Champs won the Gold Cup. Obviously, disappointing rides. Um, two, I think it was two disappointing rides after that. Uh, one straight after and one in the new season. Fast or slow beating both times. Uh, but then he, he he was back to his best win at uh, Leopardstown. He just seems to love that track. 
even well, Gallop and Deschamps six to five. Yeah, I'd like to see what Lahom Press does. I mean, I'm looking at Shishkin at nine to one, and I just I can't can't trust that horse anymore. I don't think. I mean, no. it's a very very nice horse on its day. If it wins, I will be over the moon. Stay away face. Massive... Stay away face. Would be nice seeing that race if 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 he goes. I think he's a good each way. Stay back. all day, won't he? So. I mean, I always always send you at six six one. I won't be touching it. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away face. Stay longer than the mother in law. Yeah. Just like... yeah. <laughs> Oh dear, but I mean Hewick at that price, sixteen to once. I mean I'll be looking at more twenties for me, but I mean you still you can't really knock him, can you? There's plenty of racing to come before that. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So I think I think we're pretty much done. I think we're pretty much done for this podcast, are we? Yeah, just wait to review what's happened in the next few days. Yeah, we'll keep an what... eye out on the news. And um, well, thank you very much for watching. Uh, watching. I mean. Thank you very much for listening, um, and we'll catch you catch up with you on Thursday. Thank you very much.